and welcome to this podcast brought to you by UConn Journalism and the Roundup CT newsletter. My name is Riley McGinnis, and this week we are looking at why and how local Connecticut journalists made a career switch into Connecticut politics. When President Barack Obama was elected in 2008 and then re-elected in 2012, waves of journalists left their reporter notebooks behind and joined his administration. Reporters and editors from the Boston Globe, the Washington Post, Time, and CNN all filed into the political sphere, but this was not a new phenomenon. At the start of my research in search of former journalists who left their jobs to run for office, I found that that list was much longer than I expected. I found out that there are politicians in Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, and many other states who previously worked as journalists. I wanted to talk with some of those close to home to figure out what pushed them to make the move into politics and if their journalism careers helped or hindered that transformation. Lonnie Reed, Mary Glassman, and Derek Slapp are three Connecticut politicians at different stages in their careers. Derek Slapp just got elected to the 5th District State Senate seat that represents Burlington, West Hartford, and parts of Bloomfield and Farmington. Lonnie Reed, on the other hand, decided not to run for re-election in 2018 after serving five terms representing Bramford as the 102nd District State House Representative. Mary Glassman was the longtime first selectman of Simsbury, where she served for 16 years until 2014. Additionally, she ran in the 2018 midterm election primaries against Johanna Hayes for Connecticut's 5th Congressional District seat. All of them originally decided to go into journalism for their own personal reasons, and they all took very different paths to get into the political sphere. Here are Mary Glassman's original motivations for deciding to get a journalism education at the University of Connecticut. No, actually, I, I always wanted to be a writer. I um, went to UConn they, at the time that they didn't have a journalism program. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was there. I took a couple of journalism classes and really fell in love with the writing and the reporting. And um, actually, UConn at that time created a major. So I was one of the first classes to graduate with a journalism major. Prior to that, that you couldn't major in journalism, but, but they did allow it. So, um, you know, I've always liked writing and reporting, and I've always been interested in, uh, you know, human interest stories and people's stories. And so it was a natural fit for me to, to be a reporter. And um, it's really, it's really what I wanted to do, just write about people's lives. Before Lonnie Reed decided to get her master's in journalism, her interest grew from listening and watching the news as a kid. Hear her personal story of how she grew to love the field, reporting, and TV news. And there was this CBS all-news radio on the radio, and I just found that the most, when I was a, a little kid, I just found it so fascinating. What's going on in the world? What, you know, who's doing what to whom, and how's it going to impact us and all of that. So I just became engaged with uh, that. And then I I really, I mean, I began to um, read a lot uh, as a kid and, um, you know, study history and sort of studying what was going on uh, currently and how it related and what was the context. And, you know, I just began to get more and more interested in, um, in that. Derek Slap, on the other hand, was originally interested in sports journalism, but his time at Syracuse quickly changed his mind. Um, I love to tell stories. I love to lift up people's voices, and especially people who don't always have a powerful voice. I thought it was really um, just 
kind of very meaningful to me. Um, and so originally, actually, I was thinking about um, sports journalism, but then that quickly turned once I got to uh, Syracuse, um, where I really you know, wanted to, I was more interested in public policy and just to kind of, I was going, I was going around quoting Edward R. Murrow about how a free press doesn't protect democracy. It is democracy, you know, kind of lofty, mm-hmm. lofty things, you know? And, and so the, the role that the, the media plays in, in our democracy and I was excited to play that role, you know, and I thought that I was kind of helping to make it work. So that, that's kind of what, inspired me or fueled my interest in going into journalism. Derek Slap and Lonnie Reed both aspire to be in television news and made it to broadcast companies in New York, Florida, and even right here in Connecticut. Mary Glassman, on the other hand, preferred print journalism and stayed right here in Connecticut and worked at the New Britain Herald. And even though their paths were different, they all ended up in politics. Here's why Derek Slap decided to make the move from journalism into the political sphere. So first was, wow, I'm really not interested in what I'm covering anymore. <clears throat> and then two, wow, you know, I wonder if we're actually kind of <clears throat> making the world a worse place. Like that what I went into for, which is to help <clears throat> democracy work, I'm actually, I feel like, contributing to um, some of our problems in terms of like white flight and people leaving, <clears throat> you know, um, you know, to the urban areas. And, and <clears throat> like the year I left, <clears throat> there were eight homicides, eight murders in the city of New Haven. Now, obviously, any one, any murders, <clears throat> too many, but eight for a city of 120,000 people is really low. And but you wouldn't know it watching the local news, mm-hmm. you know, you think, right that it was, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. Right. It was. <clears throat> and so, you know, when I was anchoring too, you know, we'd be OK. And so and so is live in New London where there was a murder suicide tonight. And I'm just like, well, are we putting this into context or, you know, are we addressing kind of deeper societal problems and and i felt like increasingly the answer was no derek slap eventually left journalism to work for the mayor of new haven but then later left the public sector altogether to do communications at the university of connecticut foundation and derek slap still vividly remembers the moment he was pulled back into politics a few years later so when the opportunity came up i remember the the day very specifically it was a it was a Thursday, and um, Alex and I, my wife, we were heading up to Northampton, where she's, we're both from Western Mass, and we got married up there, and we were going to have an overnight um, kind of date night, and I got the call as she was getting packed, and she was upstairs, and I was downstairs, and, and I, I looked, you know, I said, "Hun, you're never going to believe this, and uh, you know, and I told her, and she just kind of knew she knew immediately because we're high school sweethearts. She's known me since I was 17. Um, yeah, she she knew that I needed to do it, you know, and I couldn't mm-hmm. have done it without her. It's a family effort, politics and public service, you know, because it, mm-hmm. it really is kind of. Um, so I, I talked to my boss at the foundation and he gave me his blessing and and we were off. Lonnie Reed also stumbled upon her opportunity to run for office with an outpour of support from the Bramford, Connecticut community after she organized opposition to the building of a floating natural gas plant on Long Island Sound. And here's how her activism brought her to the state legislature. And suddenly we had the first bi-state rally against this barge. 
at my little cottage and a lot of my neighbors um, in Brantford. So we had this huge anti-Broadwater, it was called Broadwater, rally. And that began to kind of gin up the whole thing. And, and there were, you know, there were federal hearings and this and that. Some of them held in Brantford. And, um, and we built and we defeated, we defeated that project. So that never happened. And it was a huge, it was a big deal. It was a big deal because the more that came out about it, the more terrifying it was. And then this became, you need to run for office. <laughs> so that's sort of how it all happened. You know, it was one of those things where I, I did what I'd always done. I, you know, I was always a very engaged journalist and I would care about a story and I would tr sort of try to find out the real, what's really going on. And then we defeated it. And then suddenly there was this groundswell, you need to, um, you need to be in the legislature. So and finally, Mary Glassman had an initial career switch from journalism to law. While she was at the New Britain Herald, she went to law school at night and went into litigation law when she left journalism. However, she still stayed active in her community, which eventually led to her being asked to run for first selectman of Simsbury. The reason I entered politics is because I, was, I ran for office on a fluke because um, I was active in my community in Simsbury and they couldn't find a someone to run for office for the first selection, which is like the mayor. And uh, the candidate that we had, that the party had run, had dropped out six weeks before the election. So I was sort of a fill-in candidate. And um, six weeks after I ran for office, I was elected as the first, you know, full-time mayor of my town. So that's how I ended up in politics. Mary Glassman also said that while her stint in journalism was brief, her journalism education from UConn and her career as a reporter prepared her for her political career later on. I think my journalism background prepared me for any career I could have had because everything I've done in my life has been based on my experience as a reporter. You know, when I when I practiced law, it was help, you know, my writing helped. But when I was in politics, the way I look at things is as a as a reporter's eyes. You know, I think it's really credited, I really credit my journalism background and, um, you know, understanding both sides, trying to step back, you know, and as a reporter does, you know, you, you try not to be emotional, so you try to, you know, look at the facts and, um, you know, look at the facts, analyze, and then I, I go a step further than reporters do and I make a decision based on those facts, which you can't do as a reporter. So from, as a reporter, I was sort of on the outside looking in and now, you know, as a public servant, I'm sort of on the outside looking in, but then I'm the one inside making those decisions. I think it's really credited me. I'm very proud of my career as a public official and as a lawyer and as a reporter. And I think it directly relates back to my training and the skills that I received in my journalism career as, you know, just being fair, being honest, being, uh, you know, analyzing both sides of the issue, being trying to separate the facts from, you know, emotion. And Lonnie Reed agreed that journalism gave her training that was important in the public sector. So it wasn't even an aspiration, but when I got there, it was so clear that journalism is the best training for being in that arena because it's who, what, where, why, how, and how much, and who's going to get the money, follow the money. And it's doing the due diligence, you know, keep pursuing the answer. Don't take the easy answers. And um, so it, 
it ended up being, being really, really good training to be, um, you know, to, to be an elected official and to be dealing with serious policy, you know, to really be trying to find a way through that not only solved the problem, but did so with fairness and, you know, with a, with a sense that, you know, it's something that you could utilize going forward. With tensions high between President Donald Trump's administration and the news media, I was also curious to find out how these journalists turned lawmakers viewed that tension. Derek Slap describes how both politicians and journalists have steps they need to take to change this climate. So getting back to your kind of one part of your question is like, what are the obligations for both journalists and what are the obligations of elected officials? I think from the elected official side, it's one, um, don't look at the press as the, uh, as the enemy, of course, don't demonize them or scapegoat them for your own failures or insufficiencies or just how challenging, um, you know, getting things done can be right. I mean, democracy is really messy. And a lot of times you see public officials or people who are, um, you know, who, who are in state government or whatever, different forms of government, Oh, the press is terrible. And they just kind of don't look at them as potential partners. And I don't mean that, you know, that they're, they're cheerleaders, but that to appreciate kind of their, their role. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, in a way, like if you're, I mean, the the press is like the uh, defense attorneys or something, right. The state appointed defense attorneys where it's like, the system doesn't work without them. And if you're the prosecutor, you know, you don't say, well, why do we have them anyways? You know, or something, you say, no, I mean, we, this is, <clears throat> this is how it works. And, and um, so I think, so on our side, I mean, and certainly to be as accessible as we can <clears throat> and to understand the rhythms of the press, you know, as well um, is important. And so, and then on the journalist side, <clears throat> I mean, I think there's a few, you know, there's what obligation, <clears throat> do the companies have? I mean, this is an issue because you're not the companies themselves. Let's say, you know, Comcast and owns NBC. They're not really accountable to, um, I mean, you could say they're accountable to the audience, you know, their viewers, but they're really accountable to the advertisers. And that's not always in alignment. You know, if you think about it, um, so, you know, I think there needs to be more in terms of at least with the the companies, how it used to be prior to 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes was the first television news show that made money. And that really started to change the ethos in newsrooms because uh, before it was, well, you know, what, we're going to have a news division. It may not make any money, but it's the right thing to do. And it's good for our brand and it's good for, you know, CBS News. Right. There was a gravitas to it. They didn't look um, look at them as cash cows. Well, that's different now. And so, you know, if you're always trying to just increase profits and, you know, chase the bottom line, then the news, the quality of the news is going to reflect that. In the current political climate or not, The question still stands on whether or not journalists can seamlessly transition into politics. It appears that with these three journalists, the change is possible. And maybe every aspiring politician could benefit from training and reporting, writing, investigating, and how to see both sides of an argument. 
Thanks for listening to this podcast brought to you by the Roundup CT. Have a great weekend and make sure to keep coming back for the best in Connecticut news every Friday.